link lori facebook at baba testimony 123 lori instagram jesu lolua FM la Beoluma, Wang Boloke Lala, Balawa, Bilwa Beoluma. Fresh FM, Abelkuta, 107.9. Fresh FM, 107.9, Abelkuta. three on the clock and fresh 107.9 fm at bell could say very good morning to you and welcome to freshly pressed as we do on freshly pressed we're going to be tracking stories for you from newspapers across the country and around the world i'm rola kebelo during the and i've got in the building hakeem kareem good morning welcome on board uh, good morning how are you i'm very well thank you how are you i'm fine Yes, so we're going to dive straight in and we're starting off with a story from the Punch newspaper this morning. Community kicks as retired DIG occupies DPO's lodge for 20 years. Members of the Police Community Relations Committee have accused the retired Deputy Inspector General of Police, James Okpara, of refusing to vacate the lodgement for the Divisional Police Officer in the Ilukweju area of Lagos State for over 20 years. 
Punch Metro gathered that Opara acted as the DPO of Ilukweji Police Division for three months in 1999, and during that period, he occupied the lodge until he was transferred. However, after his transfer from the division, it was learned that Opara denied subsequent DPOs the opportunity of occupying the lodge by allegedly refusing to vacate the apartment. The chairman, PCRC Lukweju, Frederick Silva, wrote to me, told reporters that efforts to make Opara vacate the lodge had proved abortive, adding that a woman was currently using the lodge at the instance of the retired DIG and the expense of subsequent DPOs of the division. Silva wrote to me, said, I have been very courteous in order to avoid making this um, impropriety on the part of retired DIG James Opara a public affair. It is very bad and an act of corruption. We have petitioned the commander of Area F, the CP Hakim Odumusu, and the Assistant Inspector General of Police, Ahmed Ilyasu, and Opara could not give a reason as to why he refused to vacate the lodge. He always says he's going to vacate the place, but instead he told a woman to occupy the place. This is unacceptable. He was a divisional crime officer who acted as the DPO for three months after which he was transferred. But he has been occupying the place since that time till now. It is morally wrong for him to do so as an officer and his actions have, tom have tormented other DPOs including the present one. We want him to leave. I'm going to stop right there. You can track the rest of the story from the Punch newspaper. This one's coming out of Lagos State, and it's about a retired DIG that has been occupying a DPO's lodge for 20 years. Let me make this clear. He was only DPO in that division for three months in 1999. And since that time till right now, this retired DIG has refused to vacate the DPO's lodge at the expense of subsequent DPOs, including the current DPO of Ilukweju area of Lagos. So the name of the DIG in question is James Okpara. And they're saying his behavior unacceptable they tried as much as they could to not make this a public thing but i mean after 20 years of illegally occupying the dpo's lodge the community is saying enough is enough <laughs> actually i think uh, i was just trying to compare that to the scenario of uh, police officers the rank and file mm. who who in active service lose their lives and uh, within months of the demise of the policeman, as the case may be, the authorities of the of the police send away the families, the dependents of the family, the wife, the children, claiming that someone else has to occupy those uh, those barracks. And uh, you know, I was, uh, and I always felt very bad that oh, this is not really the way it should be. But now this situation actually uh, accentuates the fact that we have always known that there are always two set of laws in Nigeria for the high and mighty and for the low and poor. And so this is just a reflection of the Nigerian nation where two set of rules. In one instance, somebody has died and then the next week or two weeks or whatever or two, three months they, the family they out. out. And now somebody has left this position and has probably taken, as a DIG will have probably been in Abuja or Lagos or somewhere and uh, where we also have accommodation, official accommodation, and kept on to this for 20 years. But uh, I, 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 I would say I don't blame the man. I blame the people who have kept, 
kept quiet. I sense there's a conspiracy somewhere that we do not that we do, we do not know of. I, I'm sensing a conspiracy, not really from uh, the uh, subsequent DPOs, but maybe from the the high command of the Nigerian police because I cannot fathom a situation where somebody who has left the position who held the position for three months and had an official residence apparently somebody left there for him to go into that apartment and then he left and after 19, 20 years they are still begging him since the return of democracy they are still appealing to him <laughs> so I think yes. I think there is it's, it's, more than, it's more than we know well, like, honestly it's more than it's, this he story really is more, has permission from somewhere or, uh, apparently <laughs> so apparently or he has become the law unto himself mm. he has become untouchable and uh, the laws and orders do not apply to him fortunately this thing has been born into the public domain and you can see the impact of taking people to the court of public opinion because we, I'm sure uh, after the, the barrage from every other uh, media outlet and uh, what have you the man will eventually leave in a matter of weeks do you understand mm -hmm. but then why do we create monsters out of situations why do we create, why do we turn humans into monsters why do we allow people to turn into monsters because we refuse to follow regulation because we refuse to allow institutions to work because we, we give more powers as a society not just the police now we give more powers to 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 individuals above the institutions we subsume the powers of the institution and allow the powers of individuals to 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 reign which is one of the weaknesses and albatross of the nigerian nation as we have today very sad story indeed akim karima said it all let's move away from lagos and i'm bringing you straight home into ogun state this one you can find on the punch newspaper and the heading reads ogun tests only fifty thousand residents one percent of population the Ogun State government said on Monday that it had only been able to test 50,000 residents, a figure that represented about 1% of its 5.8 million population. This is as the state government raised the alarm over the rising cases of COVID-19 in the state. The State Commissioner for Health, Dr. Tomi Koka, who spoke during the inauguration of the Oxygen Therapy Center in Abelkuta, disclosed that the current COVID-19 situation in the state had assumed a dangerous dimension with its rise from 0.7 to 8%. She said the number of residents that had been tested so far was stipulated by the Nigeria Center for Disease Control. Koka said, Ogun is one of the leading states in the number of tests carried out. We've actually hit one person of our population We've actually hit 1% of our population, which is the stipulated number prescribed by NCDC for all states. We have tested over 50,000 residents of Ogun State, given that our population is about 5.8 million. We are now heading to 2%. Out of the over 50,000 tested, we have about 2,500 positive. Coca therefore said if the non-pharmaceutical guidelines were adhered to, there would be no overwhelming situation con in containing the pandemic. She said, we are responding appropriately to contain and curtail this second wave, but success of our response has to be collaborative, one between the government and the individuals. On the Oxygen Therapy Center located within Infectious Disease Hospital, Iber 
Iberekudu Abelkuta. Koka explained that the facility had 20 beds of high dependency capacity. And that's the story coming out of Ogun State. Ogun tests only 50,000 residents, 1% of population. But they say that 1% is slowly becoming 2%. So, apparently, according to this story, um, this is according to NCDC guidelines. M- NCDC has stipulated that basically um, states you know, should test one percent of their population and in this instance 5.8 million people is what they are saying you know um that's the population of Ogun states and over 50,000 of those 5.8 million have been tested i don't know exactly what angle to discuss from now the Ogun state government is revealing i hope i got that right uh, that yes that oh we have done one percent mm. which is standard by ncdc and that we are approaching two percent and that we are one of the few states who have surpassed this mark <coughs> of testing 1% of the population. You and I know that 1% of any population is not a potent uh, reflection of that group. You and I know that before we can have something that will actually reflect what is happening in a society or a group in statistics, the minimum you can have is like 35 or 40%. Do you understand? And in that sense, it's supposed to be at least up to half. While the the uh, the Western world are are now doing the vaccine raise, mm. the vaccine raise of oh, in America, I think and CNN a few days ago, 12, 12 million doses have been delivered, six million doses <coughs> have been administered in those places where they have not been administered, where have not been administered. That's what that's what they are battling now. We are still at the stage of doing two percent tests. Now, well, like you and I, you be, you be surprised. To, yes, we are approaching two percent. Yes, we are approaching two percent as a nation. Huh. The, if if only Augustine, or if Augustine is one of the few that has done more than one percent, mm. that means that the whole of Nigeria, less than twenty percent, has been tested. Mm. Facts. In fact, not twenty percent. It could be as low as ten percent has been tested. Then, you see, then it means that are we really prepared for this pandemic? Or are we, let me not say prepared, because that would be that we should have been prepared before it broke mm-hmm. out. But now between March that it broke out and now, what has been our preparation? How well have we done? Well, like, I think the only thing good going for us, good for us in this situation, that has even bewildered the Western world, is that there's something working for us that's reducing infection, rate of infection. There's something working for us. You may not agree. A lot of people may not agree. There's something working for us that's reducing the fatality rate. We can't really ascertain that. That, that again, is working. We are not taking... No data is being collected. Co- do, do a lot of deaths that are occurring. Nobody's doing... Um, um, nobody's post-mortem. doing post-mortem. To, to know what is happening. So, but not. then... We you, can't really say that too. And we are 200 million. But, so, to you, you know, a couple of thousand people dying might not really affect the population, but it doesn't mean people aren't dying and, you know, coronavirus is in ravaging. Y- yes, you know, I, 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 so I, I don't know I if agree. we have immunity. See what's happening in South Africa right now. If we were really taking data, are you sure our case would be different from that of the Southern Africans? So, so what, what I'm saying in is that I think we have not done enough. Like I, like I said in my yesterday, I think we have reached a stage where, unfortunately, maybe I shouldn't be saying this on here, unfortunately, people have to take their destiny into their hands. Yesterday, in Ibadan, I had to tell my colleagues, go wear a mask. If you don't wear a mask, you, have to, you may be evicted from the premises, maintain social distancing, do this, do that. I think the most important thing that we need to do now is the non-pharmaceutical protocols. 
because like I quoted you yesterday, it's not like catch twenty two situation. Like you do if if you do, you are damned. If, if you don't do, you are damned. Because look at it. If it was the lockdown mm. that should that that, sh that 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 reduce it, we do not have to revert to a lockdown now. Now, if the lockdown worked in the first instance, we don't have to we don't have to think of a lockdown mm. again. So apparently, when you look at the issue of the rate of infection, the, the, the solutions available to it, we realize that the lockdown is not one of the options we should explore as a nation. That that means that we should if do... If the government we, is not willing to provide stimulus packages. We should... We, we, we know the government cannot provide. <laughs> we know the government cannot provide. Don't let's delude ourselves that the government... Which government? Government that doesn't even know where... where, where what, that doesn't know, that know. hasn't provided enough tests. Kids. For, even for No, they are talking about rapid test kits. So, well, okay, the first things in this sequence is number of tests. How much have we done? Number of infection. The infection people now, the SDC said, I read, I don't think, know if you have seen that report, that in a matter of days or weeks now, the hospitals they, will be overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Which hospitals? Which, which, which state has added more beds to, to its capacity? Now we are talking of, no, we, go, we cannot take us, this coronavirus, take one topic. The, it, 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 I don't know. It's more of into one another. Now we are, are, yeah, we are talking of 2.4 trillion naira for coronavirus vaccine. Well, like if I was the president of Nigeria, I will never do that. I know what 2.4 trillion naira. I even thought it was 560 billion. I know we were discussing with this off air. I tell you, it was 560 billion. Do you know what that will do to our healthcare from primary to secondary to tertiary for the 36 states? Now we are thinking of 2.4 trillion naira. I mean, this government is very like, like a fraction of the Nigerian budget, but not proactive. So like now, the Nigerian budget. Say that again. Just say that figure again. Two point four trillion is what we are looking for. Is <clears throat> the is the estimate for provision of coronavirus. Well, okay, let me now wow you because I've been I've said this in the battle so many times. Let me now wow you. Do you know that despite the coronavirus, more people have died from other situations, medical situations. Hunger. No, let's leave hunger. Malaria. Malaria. Typhoid fever. Other illness. Typhoid fever. Accidents on Nigerian roads, tuberculosis, a whole lot of things. That if we have 2.4 trillion naira, I, Akim Karim, as the president of the Minister of Health, will be that we use it to revamp in totality our health care system. So that even people that have coronavirus will not benefit mm. from that. Not that we give them a vaccine, that we're not even sure we work or we not work. And then the system and the systems <clears> we have in place remain the same. Oh, no, remain the same. Worsen, deteriorate. Because when you have a facility, and you keep it away as it is, it doesn't improve, it doesn't stay in one place, it deteriorates. Because gradually the glass will break, mm. gradually the ceilings will break. Mm. So you realize that the people who have entrusted leadership with in Nigeria actually have no business with leadership. Mm. Have no business with leadership whatsoever. While you're talking about leadership, I want you I want to read this story so you can, you know, add your thoughts to this story. It still has to do with the coronavirus pandemic and um a current situation that is ongoing across the country and it's the nin registration you can find this story on the punch newspaper and it says nin registration resumes nimc workers insist on ultimatum workers of the national identity management commission on monday resumed the national identity number registration exercise in the commission's offices across the country the story goes on to explain, however, the workers commenced the countdown of the 21-day ultimatum, which they give the federal government as touching welfare and safety issues for employees of the commission. The President's Association of Senior Civil Servants of Nigeria, NIMC Unit, 
told correspondents in Abuja that workers of the commission suspended their two-day warning strike last week to give room for negotiations with the federal government. Registration for NIN has recommenced because we have resumed work in our offices nationwide. But that does not mean that the issues of concern have been settled, he stated. Lucky added, we are commencing negotiations with the government through the communications minister tomorrow, that's today, Tuesday, where we hope to resolve the issues. Also, we have started counting down on the 21-day ultimatum. We issued the management of the commission, and if nothing tangible is agreed on before the expiration of the ultimatum, then the strike will resume. Workers of the commission had down tools on Wednesday and Thursday last week over fears of being infected by COVID-19 while carrying out the NIN registration exercise. The strike was suspended after the intervention of the Minister of Communications and Digital Economy, Isa Pantami, as the union and government agreed to meet Tuesday to address concerns. So... Obviously, work has recommenced in NIMC offices across the country, and so have the crowds, the mammoth crowds of people <coughs> queuing up to register for their NIN. On one hand, the government says social distancing in a state like Lagos, for example, and um, they're shutting clubs down, shutting places that are not complying, but then we have the NIMC centers still overcrowded with no safety precautions, you know, being adhered to. Do you think the government should suspend this NIN registration considering we're in the second wave of a pandemic? Or you think there's a way to successfully carry it out with these large crowds of people and not, you know, spike, not increase the spike in... Well, like one of the initial foibles, <coughs> weaknesses and albatross of this registration was a lack of, uh, say, synergy hmm. in the early days. At that time, and I wrote about it on social media, I spoke about it on radio, you have a situation where the fiscal policies, monetary policies, and uh, other policies that should be in line, that should be, that should be unidirectional, uh, possibly it could be multidimensional, but it's supposed to be unidirectional. If we are going north, let's know we are going bullish. If we are going south, let's know we are going bearish. But then you have the fiscal policies go up north, the, the monetary policies go just south. Then you had the situation in the security agencies where... Uh, the chief of army staff will say something, the chief of defense staff will say something else, the police will say something else. On one issue, then we have a situation where the media aides will speak and uh, you will not see a a, 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 a concurrence mm. <clears throat> even in what they say at different speeches. Let's say one sp aide speaks in Abuja, the other speaks in Lagos about the same matter. You will not see a unidirectional approach from what they are saying that this is a mindset or policy shift or policy direction or, or, or paradigm of the administration. Do you, do you understand? And so you have that situation. Then gradually it started reducing, started reducing. But now, I think it's coming up again. You have the situation on one hand that the Nigerian government tells us, oh, media guys, talk of coronavirus. Let people know that coronavirus is real. And the Nigerian government does things that shows to the people, not even implies that there's no coronavirus anywhere. Mm. The Nigerian government on one hand refuses to stop flights from the United Kingdom. Yeah. When it started last year, like you and her were here, we were shouting on this program every day, everywhere, that why are we not closing our airspace? Yes. We let the airspace open until those who brought in enough coronavirus for us to, we it to, to, to then we close it up <laughs> after the deed had been done. I don't understand what government does that. I don't understand what living government is able to is able to behave like that. That you leave you you keep the solution away. Once the problems become so complex, then you now try, you now start running elta, skelta, skelta, skelta. I don't even know how to pronounce the children's again. Now, on this NIMC palaver, I've told people, the way that happens is they will block my line. I'm ready to for the line to be blocked. 
Well, like I told promise in the banner yesterday that if it's about a choice between my phone line and my life, and my life I, I will choose my, my life. life. What's the phone? What's the phone got to do with me for me? <clears throat> so I'll go and queue. Well, even I will not, I've not been to banks in how many months. Mm. I told you this. Mm. When even many parties I go to, I go and say one decent place mm. with washing people scared of my when even I cannot close all my colleagues. I have to speak to them at arm's length. I have to speak to my children at arm's length. Do you understand? And now the Nigerian government, because of its inefficiency and lack of a synergy and lack of a robust uh, creative thinking in governance, will say that I should go and save my line and expose my life. Probably I have probably a lot of people have underlying Health uh, condition. So well, look at me. I don't care whether it's NIMC, whether it's NIN. If they say they close the program, uh, my phone, if I'm coming to work, I know at seven. Well, I should be at work. <laughs> we'll meet at work. If well, I doesn't come to work that day or I don't come, we we'll do the program another day. Hmm. It's that simple. So people have to take their de de decisions. Into the, don't wait for government. This government does, is clueless. I wonder the people who chose yes, the people who chose the clueless and uh, tag for the general administration. I wonder where they are now. And they have not chosen or given a name of super clueless to this government. Because on one hand, you have people to social distance, you have people to do a lot of things, you close clubs, a lot of people whose revenue is social has to do with socials have are hunger. Because unfortunately, the only thing we can do is to restrict and make the poor people poorer in Nigeria. While the big people continue to revel in, in the in, in the lifestyle. So the NIMC, the NIN, that my angle to it is not even whether they like. I think that this thing should have been done a long time ago. I think that uh, I'm of the view that we should have had a synergy to, to, to I don't know what word, I forgot, I'm not sure of that word now, to collate yes, all our data. From various I know places. I've done biometrics in, 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 in VVM. VVM. Even your telecom provider has, has my, biometrics. My, my biometrics. Your bank and has yet, it. And I know that despite all this, it did not reduce the, the menace of kidnapping. This time last week, myself and you were on the way to Aku, Adol Kiti. Kiti. And yeah. you know how many Kukushiu I recited <laughs> before, be, before, we, before I could move the vehicle. You know when we were coming, how many Kukushiu I recited. You know I'm not really, really an Islamic or spiritual person. But I felt, oh, at this point, I have to take solace in the existence of... Scared of many things. Is it the you kidnapping? Is it the kidnapping? The road, the road, the no, let's even say, okay, let's give it to that road. The road, the road was, 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 was good, fairly for our standard. Yeah. Do you understand? But we're scared of Amroba. We're scared of kidnapping. Like I did not tell you. I actually got a security intelligence report who told me, Akim, don't go near Ekiti. Mm -hmm. Somebody called me. A security personnel called me, a female. Mr. Egbo, Emma Ekiti. One kidnapping. I don't kidnap you. Emma Sawo. And I had to bear because it was my colleague that was getting married. Do you understand? And so, now that this BVN, this passport, this uh, everything, did not reduce kidnapping, did not reduce the menace of kidnapping, or or we feel we, are, we don't we don't know its impact. Is it this one that we are doing now, that we don't have to expose ourselves to coronavirus? So, the government of Nigeria, at the federal government level, at the state level, at local level, inadvertently, lay credence to the notion that coronavirus is not really Nigeria. Not good enough. There's a video that's been circulating late last night and early this morning of a lady that got to MMIA, that's the international airport, and had a shouting match with immigration officers because they refused to wear their face masks. So she's the traveler. They're there and they're refusing to wear their face masks. And she's asking them, there's coronavirus. Why are you not wearing your face masks? Hmm. Screaming at them. 
but obviously she recorded and they weren't happy with that so they decided to hold her passport and keep her waiting for a while which she still shouted and let the whole world know so i'm just saying basically that even our officials in the airport are not taking the amount of precautions that we expect that they should be taking Let's take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll open up the studio lines and track some more stories for you on the show this morning. Do not go anywhere. Keep it on Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkuta. Number 47, Olusha Gonshaba Aro. Okay, Lewo Abelta. Yeah, WhatsApp number B 0818-900-8976. Telephone line 0802-387-5069 and 0818-900-8912. Website www.showoba.com.ng. On social media, Showoba Services Nigeria Limited. Email SOWKLTD at yahoo.co.uk. Showoba Services Nigeria Limited. Let us go meet them today. You're listening to 107.9 Fresh FM. Twenty-nine minutes past seven on the clock on Fresh One Hundred Seven Point Nine FM at Belkuta. Welcome back to Freshly Pressed with Rolake and Hakim. Our studio lines are live zero eight zero thirty three twenty two ten seven nine zero nine zero seven eight hundred ten seven nine. You can drop comments on Twitter at fresh fm at belkota but please don't forget to tag me if you're going to drop comments on twitter it's important for you to tag me at rolly bello once again it's at rolly bello at fresh fm at belkota and let's hear your thoughts on the stories we're tracking for you on the show this morning the numbers to dial once again 080 1079 the next story i have for you is coming out of the punch newspaper and the heading reads Lagos State introduces 50% discount to traffic offenders on their blacklist. Many traffic offenders in Lagos State remain in default of paying their traffic offense penalties. The LASG is therefore currently putting in place advanced technology that will collate and publish the list of offenders and deploy appropriate sanctions. In showing understanding of the current economic situation of its citizens and to show fairness and good faith, the Lagos State Government has therefore announced a 50% rebate on these existing unpaid traffic fines from January 1st to 31st, 2021. After this deadline, the full 100% penalty would be payable, with VIO tasked with apprehending offenders and bringing them to book. And that's the story. Very short and sweet. Coming out of Lagos State, they are doing Bonanza. Lagos State introduces 50% discount to traffic offenders on their blacklist. So they say these are offenders, you know, that have offended between January 1st and 31st of 
Okay, now it says ensuring understanding of the current economic situation of its citizens and to show fairness and good faith, the Lagos State Government has therefore announced a 50% rebate on these existing unpaid traffic fines from January 1st to 31st January 2021. So, if you don't take advantage of this rebate between the 1st and the 31st of January 2021, you go back to paying the full. 100% penalty um, and yeah that's what the Lagos State Government is doing 50% discount for traffic offenders in the month of January but come February you go back to paying your full fine yes most of when, 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 when companies give rebates what's the motive to make people pay more now mm. so that they pay in time mm, say, ah. but I think uh, it's a good one um, at least people have a chance to say uh, yes we are owing so much and we have made to pay this the other angle I did not like was um, the part before now where people's yeah, vehicles were auctioned. They're still going to do that. If you don't come and pay this 50%, you might still stand the chance of losing your car. Oh, so auction. this is just the first step. Yeah. Where people's vehicles were auctioned and uh, the people whose vehicles were auctioned uh, were unable to buy their own vehicles. You know? I, I, no, that happens in the UK as well. No, I, no, no, no. no. This, this is my angle to it. You see, a, a, a fine, a fine, should, there's a limit to the punishment right the punishment should be commensurate with the uh, you see it's in this same country you see governors um negotiating with bandits with terrorists and then somebody has committed a civil offense do you understand maybe a a, a, a traffic offense and has been fined and he was unable to pay for one reason or the other and at the point of auctioning in my opinion I think then what's that the punishment? Ir- irres- what is your punishment no, no, for committing no, that crime? No, irrespective. You, your car's been well, like seized. Irrespective. I, I don't agree. I think it's a bit harsh let, 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 that let. the cars are sold. But if your car's been seized and they ask you to come and pay, fine. You ignore the fine for months. Who do you think is saving the car or securing the car? Where do you think the car is being stored? Whose burden is that car going to be? Normally, in other parts of the world, they would have given a service provider that job to tow the car and keep the car in their lot. After X amount of months, if you do not come and reclaim your car and pay your fine, they're going to auction it off. And some of those cars end up on the streets in Lagos, Ibadu, and all over Nigeria. So, this what Lagos State Government does with auctioning cars may be excessive if your, if your crime was just passing one way. But if they say come and pay a fine and you, Akin Karim, choose to ignore it for a year, do you think the government should still help you save your car? But then, but then, but then, the, the truth is this: at the point, at the point where the cars has been are being auctioned off, I think there should be a right of first uh, refusal to the person that's committed the crime. That, 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 that's 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 it for me. That's that's my own personal view. It's like you saying if you don't like, pay your house like, mortgage, like, 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 no, if you don't like, pay your house no, mortgage a, and the bank is for fifty on that house no, on the no, loan, you on, should have the mortgage. The mortgage on the house is different from paying a fine. Now somebody will come and benefit because you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. No, but, but I think I think I just think it's on the long run it's injurious to the system because the, that person at the point that oh this car is very so amount. Now the word you could say is that all the cost has been incurred. That's been incurred for safety, for whatever, for storage, should be added to what the person is buying. The one you want to buy your own car, I think the person should have been made to buy. But I, I, I but I think it's just unfair. That's my that's my view. But this, I, on the long run, you realize that we have instances in Nigeria where the laws, the people who we make the laws for are always the poor people who are always on the receiving end of the of these laws. Most times you see a lot of high-profile Nigerians drive against traffic, and nobody stop. No last one will stop them. No police will stop them. Police will go and ail them. 
So the people who even catch, I always uh, the middle class or the people lower than the middle class. That's just my. That is it actually justice? When we see the same policemen and the same last man people going around uh, VIPs and ill them when they are co 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 uh, co uh, contravening traffic laws. But if it's the law, yeah, but I think it's the law that should be reviewed. If you are buying your car, they are being auctioned for whatever reason. Somebody may not even be able to afford thirty thousand for a year, and at the point able to afford hundred thousand. The worst I think they should do is to add the other costs to it and not make somebody a beneficiary. On that day, they said some people were there. Uh, you know that they were merchants. They were ready to pay any amount. That's it. That's it. Now, that's the idea. I mean, if the customs or the police are doing a car auction, everybody knows you might be able to get a good car at a discounted rate. Like I said, this is not something that's only done in Lagos. It's done in other parts of the world. I agree with you that the recipients of these fines oftentimes are those that... The low people. The low people, people like you and high. Yes, people that, you know, might not have anybody they can call to come and rescue them and help them get their car back. Do you understand? So I get that. But I also believe that we need to have laws in this country. And if you do not want to feel the repercussion of the law, abide by the law. But you're right. We can't say abide by the law on one side while we have some certain people in this country or society do they like. that do how they like. That's where it becomes. In UK, the laws are constant for everybody. Yeah, yeah. If, if the Prime Minister of Convoy breaches the rules, there's likely to be a ticket. Yes, indeed. For but here. Guys. You know, you we know the reality, and it's on that basis that I feel it's just a bit that, that's harsh. That's a bit harsh. Mm. Mm. Just on that basis, so but I still believe that if you commit a crime, if they say don't pass one way, don't pass one way. If they say illegal U-turn, believe what the sign says and drive further down and make that U-turn. We're always looking for quick gratification, and when when the law comes, you know, it catches up with us, we start to cry about it. But the average Nigerian, if nobody's looking, is quick. To want to circumvent the law or break the law and that in yeah, itself yeah, isn't yeah, good enough and if you complain the police are part of us they're nigerians too so we're an all one and the same hello good evening good morning good morning good morning to you sir long time happy new year to you same to, and same i same greet the lectable akib karimu i'm kairi from abekuta welcome mr kairi nice to have god, you on the show god bless you yeah you are welcome you see the police officer uh, in the person of Opara, James Opara, or the name you mentioned. Yes. I think um, we should tell him that um, he has corruptly enriched his ass <laughs> with lust. And uh, it's immoral when you probably bring down an established system that you just want it to be yours. That's, I think, something delicious in that is in that building. That was so special that made him also to retain or probably refuse to go in time. And he's even given it back to a woman, a woman officer. I don't know, a woman officer also. But then uh, we need to tell ourselves that we must begin to see how we can cultivate character with the fertilizer of self-discipline. If you are not disciplined, if you don't have self-discipline, you won't, you won't be able to be objective in life. You won't be able to move on in life. You won't be able to challenge so many things that is happening against the wish of God concerning our lives. And I want to say that you can see, you can imagine the super coolness of this government, just like Akim has told us this morning, in terms of NIN, in terms of uh, insecurities. And you are matching, you are telling me that when you match NIN with SIM card, then it will give you security. What kind of security is that? Is it uh, a rocket science that you just tell me that you want to give me a uh, smart my SIM card with NIN and then I can be able to travel to Akure? I've been telling every one of us 
for a long time now, I've not been able to travel to Akure because of fear. I don't know why. It was only just like Akif told us that he prayed. I prayed before I took my daughter to Akure for a service. The other some two, three years back. So what can we do to make sure that Wari come back to a, uh, a, a, a kind of somebody that will be able to be faithful over little things? So that I'll be able to be committed to the purpose of this country, of, of life, and uh, of course, purpose. I don't know. Let's just wait and see and see how far we can go in this year. But I believe that the uh, God that we serve will probably take us out of all these uh, inkits of this government. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Mr. Kaede. We appreciate you and your contribution. The numbers remain the same. 080-3322-1079-0907800-1079. And on Twitter, don't forget, it's at FreshFM at Belkuta. But please do not forget to tag me at Rolly Bello. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello. Okay, you might want to call us back. This is Fresh 107.9 FM, and together we're tracking stories from newspapers. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Yeah, good morning. This is Olake and uh, Mr. Akim Karim. Quite some time. Happy New Year. Same uh, to Amma. you. Happy New Year. Welcome. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, this is Olake from uh, Chicago, really. Welcome, Mr. Yeah. Olake Let's have your contribution. I just want to have my take this morning. Uh... The fact remains that on this uh, corona issue, you know, the means we are handling it and the measures, in, you know, uh, ensures your need. I, I, I think uh, there is something they call rule of law. Uh, it doesn't really happen in our country here. You know, so that is why we are having the same issue on this uh, pandemic that we are having. You know, I remember when we have the outbreak last year, March. I see there are some, uh, what's it called, uh, some barriers. The arranged, you understand? Know, that's why they told us that we shouldn't do any barrier. They still go ahead and do barrier. Mm. You understand? Know, that we saw everything. You understand? Know, we, we should put equality before the law to everything we do so that we can get it right at least once in this country. You understand? Know, so the fact remains that just like now, they said, okay, the students, uh, because of Corona, because, okay, we have so much time, you understand, know, on strike issue with ASU. You understand? Know, now, the ASU has followed their strike. It's Corona issue again. Now, what? Why? Why? Why don't we try to learn? You know, and live with this pandemic because this pandemic is is something that is affecting the whole world. So we should learn how to do it. We understand how to live in it. So, like the uh, the, the students now, if they can be able to do some certain things, you know, some measures, they can prepare the, the lecturers too and the teachers. They, there is a way they live in it. They they do the uh, I mean the non pharmaceutical uh, measures. That's the only way we can do it. You know, if we okay, the vaccine that we are talking of now, okay, it's going to cost us so much money, huge money in it. You know, but the fact remains that even if we purchase or we procure the vaccine, there will still be some certain wasteful. You know, we will see that okay, some some are uh, damaged, some are did. You will still see some surplus things like that. You know, so it's better we do the measures that that is non pharmaceutical. It should happen from the top, from the apex, from the government, and to the masses too. We need to contribute our quota too. 
Thank you very much. Good morning. Thank you so much, Mr. Falaring Balaha. You are appreciated for your contribution on the show. 080-3322-1079-090-7800-1079. Hello, Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning to good you, morning, sir. You have Solomon on the line. Long time. I came long time. Good morning, morning Mr. Solomon. Welcome, sir. Um, Solomon is my name. I'm calling you from Lagos. Welcome, uh, Mr. Solomon from Lagos. Nice to have you here. Let's yeah, have your contributions. Let, let me let me talk about the issue of COVID nineteen and NIN. Okay. I've said this time with that number, and I will still maintain my stand. All of us, including the government, we are all culpable. Hmm. We are all the problem of this country. Akim, sir. Let's put sentiment and politics aside now. Anybody that is listening to me, apart from this NIN registration, can you tell me, Nigerians, are they following the protocols in our various religions, body, houses? Do we follow the protocol hmm. in market? Do we follow the protocol in all these shopping malls? Did they follow the protocol? Are we waiting for that time that government will treat us like animals? Whereby, if you don't wear your face mask, if you don't follow the protocol, the soldier will just come and arrest you and put you with a black maria. Hmm. Look, I've said this time with that number. If someone tells you to go and die, your common sense is supposed to tell you that you should not kill yourself. People just want to they believe in this blaming game which me I'm not interested mm. the first thing for everybody now is to save life first mm. so all these blame uh, uh, NIN and all that put NIN aside in your, in your area in your in your own area, in your own vicinity if people follow the protocol mm. right like uh, mm. go to church on Sunday or go to mosque this afternoon you will see what I'm talking mm. about mm. Nigeria we don't follow like I don't know where we get to this stage. I don't really understand. We don't follow our life again. This is country wherever you will see food bridge to cross to the other side. You will rather, you rather exactly. Place. I don't understand. It, and I get up for you, and we just want to blame everything for everything. Thank you very much, Mr. Solomon. Very nicely said. I appreciate you and your contribution. I think it's easy, you know, when we're analyzing or when people are condemning to forget that, you know, the government and we the masses, we are one and the same. The government comes from within us and we're the ones that also, you know, select the government. We are one and the same. And it's happening everywhere, like my last caller said, from the secretariats to the shopping malls to the markets to the religious centers. A lot of people just basically are not abiding by the you know non-pharmaceutical you know in- interventions hello good hello. morning good morning good morning to you sir good morning sir so great to hear this couple again on radio in this new year yes sir happy new year to you my name is paul i'm calling from adokuta Welcome, when Mr. Apollony, welcome. We really appreciate when you here. Happy, happy, happy New Year to both of you. Thank you so much. When sir. I had, when I had that the, 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 the couple streaming and alive again on radio this morning, I left every other thing to walk the phone to get to, and I thank God I'm through. O
uh, area of uh, contribution this product goes also to the big number being linked with our phones. I, uh, my dear, my dear brother, Akim, sir, just like you have rightly said, it is the political will that the government can use to fight kidnapping and the insurgents. If the mail is linked with our numbers, it should normally help anyone that is kidnapped and that they are using one number to call for us to know whose number is being used for ransom very easily. But also, whatever number they are using to call anybody, there is technology to trace where that number is calling from. How much have they utilized such a technology? There are drones they can use to map out some data up to now. They have not done that. There are equipment to be bought for the military to move it, to take over the whole of Samsa. They can even make the whole of Samsa an army base. They have not done that too. They can use the Air Force to do reconnaissance that even us, you normally all of you watch uh, uh, natural, uh, this animal uh, program, you watch on DSTV, uh, national wide. Where they even monitor the ants as they are missing <laughs> under the ground. <laughs> so, what lies are they telling us? That we cannot know everything that is moving in Africa and how they are moving, who is moving, what is moving. There is deception in the aircraft. There is deception in the airman. Somebody is sharing their biology of Boko Haram. <laughs> and that's why they are shocked to them. And then I ask you finally, by who? In Nigeria today, can you please name how many trials is going on for uh, kidnappers okay. and for, for the insurgents in Nigeria today? Mm -hmm. How many terrorists are under fire? Mm -hmm. Those that have been arrested and released under the radicalization, I beg they are not willing to fight them. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much, Mr. Poloni, for my Belkuta. Your contributions are appreciated. Okay, so I've got a story I'd like to track before we wrap up the show. But before I get into that story, let me check one or two of our comments on Twitter. S.A. Lawal, that's Lawal Abidemi 001, says, Government better leave us be as people to face our lives since we already know this government can never benefit us in any way. I, as a private school teacher, needs nothing but reopening of schools next week because I must survive. But Adam Lola 3 says, on NIMC registration, the federal government has failed. A government that says that citizens must be safely conscious, must be safety conscious, but initiated an avenue for citizens to crowd together and encourage the spread of the virus. Life is more precious than same cards. Edwin Abdullahi Oluwashewun says, Good morning to you in the studio. It is unfortunate that school resumption could cause rising in COVID-19, but NIN registration cannot. How do we get here and who cursed us as a nation? Edwin underscore Aziz says, I sincerely hope Mr. Hakim wouldn't... Okay. Thank you so much and thank you for the congratulatory message as well. Moving away from that, the next story I want to track on the show this morning is coming out of Niger. <laughs> and this one is an interesting one. I don't know if Hakim Karim has seen it. You can find this story on the Guardian newspaper. Bandits levy Niger communities 5 million naira monthly. Bandits have levied some communities in Shiroro Council of 
Oh, in Niger State, I beg your pardon, not Niger, Niger. Bandits levy Niger communities 5 million naira monthly. Bandits have levied some communities in Shiroro Council of Niger State 5 million naira monthly to avoid being attacked. Against the usual kidnapping for ransom, the audacious bandits reportedly demanded 5 million naira from certain communities to be spared from attacks. A source in Shiro told the Guardian that the bandits, through an intermediary who re resides in Kusasu community, had earlier met with the communities where they were informed to contribute five million naira at the end of every month if they wanted to stay in their villages peacefully. The source explained that the communities were able to raise three million naira from individual contributions and sales of farm produce for the month of December, but the bandits warned them of the consequences of not completing the payment. <laughs> when asked if the matter had been reported to the police, the source said, "If we report, nothing will be done about it." We had severally reported some attacks to security operatives and the government, but nobody came to our rescue. Residents of these communities, especially women and children, are beginning to move out for fear of being attacked, as the possibility of raising the 5 million naira by end of the month appeared impossible. Meanwhile, two young men have been shot dead by rampaging bandits in Rayom Council of Plateau State. The incident, which reportedly took place on Sunday around 8 p.m., was after months of respite in the area. I'm going to stop right there. You can track the rest of the story to understand what's happening in Plateau State. But for these communities in Niger State, bandits have levied them 5 million naira monthly to avoid being attacked. And there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 communities in total that these bandits have said, pay 5M at the end of the month or at your peril. Are you disturbed? <clears throat> I'm disturbed. It reminds me of those stories we used to hear. Have you heard this for the first time? From bandits here, from armed robbers, no. Have you not seen armed robbers writing yes, letters that we are coming next week and they will come? And they will say everybody preparing Have you area. not seen governors in Nigeria negotiating with um, bandits? Okay, taking so pictures with bandits? With Have you not seen Boko Haram members rehabilitated into the community? Well, okay. Is there any other story? That's the last story. That's the last story. I just thought, wow, they can and that the people paid. They paid in December <coughs> ten million. They didn't pay complete now. That's part of why they're getting. And they have to balance so now. So right now they owe seven million for this month. Well, okay. <coughs> you don't know how bad this situation this is. This is really bad. It seems. It seems. I don't. I don't know. There's. There's a particular theory that we're at a time when things get to this point. Maybe there's a solution just after this point. I think it's about um, sunset at dawn or something. I've forgotten. But I, I, I want to be optimistic. Naturally, it's not in my, in my nature to be optimistic. <laughs> it's my nature to be realistic. But I want to be optimistic that we could actually get this resolved. I want to be optimistic that as a nation, I'm actually optimistic that as a nation, we're going to overcome these challenges, these issues. Do, do you understand? But then, the reality is that the, the, uh, the, the menace continues to worsen. It seems uh, increasingly the Nigerian government at, at the federal level, at the state level, at the local government level, and in actual fact, the, the society as a whole is unable to resolve this issue of security. And uh, central to it is the role of government, what government does. You have seen government, where governments, you, you saw the story in Cardinal City, where a governor, a present sitting governor, told us that he had to play blood price for people in South Kaduna to stop them from being attacked. I think there's something transactional about our security now. 
either some people are making money from it or some people are make, give you opportunities to people for you to make money from it but the unfortunate part is that you and i the innocent people on the street the the normal citizens the the ordinary citizens i meant who have to who have to go to our experience to secure themselves and now what is the solution the government it seems uh, in it seems helpless the federal government seems overwhelmed the state government seems overwhelmed and then what do citizens have to do unfortunately we cannot resort to self-help we cannot preach resort to self-help we are going to continue to preach to the government to do the needful to invest in in a critical infrastructure that will impact on security to reduce poverty tremendously do you understand apparently most of these people even though supposed to say ideology it's just a function of a poverty level where we are in as a nation so you see well, like this issue of our insecurity i refuse to call it security again absolute worsening insecurity is not something we can talk about in two three minutes so let's just really refer to the word of professor shalinka and let's maintain our sanity <laughs> And with that, I say we're out of time for this morning. I appreciate every single person that's been part of the show, all my silent listeners, everybody that sent us messages, everybody that called, and those that are trying to call, but unfortunately were unable to get through. We'll be back on Thursday. Thank you for tuning in and staying tuned. This is Fresh 107.9 FM at Belkuta. Do we have last words or were you last Yes, we need, to, we need to keep, continue to keep safe. Non-pharmaceutical protocols, social distancing, use of the face mask appropriately, and sanitizers, regular hand washing, and uh, don't rely on anybody who's going to help you. Help yourself and stay safe. Keep it locked, guys. Don't go anywhere. Keep it on Fresh 107.9 FM. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Fresh Hearing the best makes you feel your Fresh FM, Abel Kuta, 107.9. Fresh FM, 107.9, Abel Kuta. Yeah, if it is a one, IAS Unicomes and Properties. Now, look at my key. You go to get a lamp funny, Latin Mark Boa, we are good. They are sick of you. A koala jaw don't do ya to raconele coco mawa. I over me a conji, Adelani lo call me Emily Oluda Sile at your ludari. Ilisha IAS Unique Homes and Properties. A cabo, so twenty twenty one. Oh, Remember, Amahuki, <laughs> 
mo se wa lanfani lati ba yin soro eyin lulufe wa te feran le ise IAS te mo pe laisi pe eyan jiyan se okete nte lori tabile ni le ise IAS wa ta ba nso ni pa awon to nta ile lodun tutun ta wa bo seyi ka so pe wona ti wa shetan to fera le on to da ni pe ko farabale ko ma ba ja lule opolopo na ti ja kule ara won wa di kale won wa pada wa ki won pele teyin na ba nba le ise IAS bo lati gba ta ti bere eyin na ni jiyan si pe ile ise to nta le to se fo kan tan ni le ise IAS Yes, Jen. Ama hukini, 